Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come oh. Through Queen. This is episode 32, As Stakes Were Made. This week on Come Through Queen, we're going to recount our little pilgrimage up to New Jersey to pray at the altar of Little Mix and our newfound love for Haley Steinfeld. We also have a dramatic reading of Siggy Flicker's recent Facebook post about what's happening over in Jersey since Housewives wrapped. We also have news about the most important celebrity feud of our time, Tiffany Hendra from the Real Houses of Dallas versus Gigi Hadid. Jason Hoppy is back in the news, and we'll discuss the emails he's been sending to Bethany's new boyfriend. And of course, we've got our shows. Real Houses of OC is wrapping up its reunion, Atlanta is introducing some new supporting players, and Vanderpump Rules is heating up in the Sir Kitchen. And we've got a special Thanksgiving deep dive for you. We'll be talking about the additions to each franchise that make us thankful. And of course, we'll wrap it up with our freak in the week and the one true queen. Hi, Brendan. <laughs> Hi, Dan. What's up? <laughs> so, <laughs> we had a little adventure this past weekend, right? Yes. It was interesting. Yeah. So, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to our podcast the past few weeks, uh, Little Mix's new album was released on Friday, and in order to support it, they announced a week ago that they were going to do the Little Mix Glory Days road trip across the globe. Yes, and they didn't, they didn't actually road trip. Yeah, it's not like they're going around the world. 
they're they want the fans around the world to drive across state lines <laughs> to, to show up to the road trip pit stop. So can I just say all I wanted to do on Saturday was go watch Edge of Seventeen in theaters because I'd seen the previews and it looked really good. So I proposed us going to a nearby Brooklyn cinema and watching the movie. But Dan had other ideas. Well, <laughs> I, like we didn't have a, a set destination, so I was like, "Oh, why don't we like see it in New Jersey?" And while we're in Jersey, we could also stop at the Little Mix pit stop. And the little it was the Little Mix pit stop was very different than I expected <laughs> it to be. I was expecting something grander. So it was located in the Woodbridge Mall in New Jersey at the FYE, which is... For Your Entertainment? For Your Entertainment, like a record music movie establishment. It's, now it's like a mishmash. You walk in a and mishmash. there's like a Harley Quinn doll. And yes. like... <laughs> <laughs> so we located the FYE and then like right when you walk in to the left there was... Like a backdrop, kind of like a step and repeat. Like a 10 by 10 cheap. out. That's a little mix. Yeah. And like maybe have like an image of a trailer park on it. No, it was like, it was like the image from like the shout out to my ex video. Yeah. Uh, there was an inflatable flamingo. Uh, flamingo that you would like find in a pool. And then a few foam hands with like the P sign that said shout out to my ex little mix. So we walk up to the guy who claimed he was from the record label. Yeah, we don't know. And meanwhile... He didn't have my last name. Dan, Alex, and our friend Jamie Missy are all talking to him. And I'm literally hiding next to a shelf nearby. Yeah, I felt very anxious. I would say, like, Jamie and Alex really took the lead in in, uh, talking to him. And the conversation went something like this. Oh, we're here for the little mixed pop-up thing? And the guy was like, Really? <laughs> or he's like, are you serious? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we're serious. Ugh. And he's like, well, you guys are the oldest people who have come all day. <laughs> Drag us to hell. But Little Mix is enjoyable for all ages. Yes. Um, so he's like, okay, well, uh, like, let's, let you, there's like Snapchat filters. You could take a picture in front of the backdrop. Um, Th- he, those were the two options, basically. <laughs> he gave us postcards. And then he said that he could he could slip us a few more postcards if we want. Yeah. And then he also wanted us to buy a physical copy, but Alex and I already digitally purchased the album, so we had no need for a physical copy. Can't speak for Brendan, though. <sighs> Anyways, it uh, was... Well, like, we took pictures, and then he's like, okay, post it and use this hashtag, and you could win two tickets to see them when they come with Ariana Grande. Have the tickets been... Has the winner been chosen I've yet? heard nothing... Okay, so there's still a chance. <laughs> there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Um, I posted on Twitter. Yeah, we all posted in various locations, but I noticed um, while we were taking the picture, there was like this girl holding a baby, like just milling about. And I wasn't sure if she was also there for the pit stop. And then I come to learn later when checking the hashtag, she and the baby took a bunch of pictures and she po- she tweeted like 500 times with this baby. Maybe the baby is a mixologist. <laughs> the baby could not be... More than a year old. So? Baby uh, seven years, too. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully we win some tickets, because we were dedicated mixologists traveling across state lines to go to the pit stop. Truly. Then we hopped on over to the Menlo Park Mall. Well, yeah, because I, I thought the movie theater was at the Woodbridge Mall, but... Yeah, you were really, like, flying by the seat of your pants, like, knew nothing going into this. Knew nothing. <laughs> like, with... 
20 minutes ago before the movie started, I was like, we're in the wrong mall. We're running, we're running across town to the other mall. It was a very amazing race. Like, just trying to make it to the checkpoint, I guess. Anyways, we made it to the AMC Dine-In Theater. Which is one of the most beautiful movie experiences you could treat yourself to. Let me tell you. Okay, you get like a booth to yourself, basically. Well, it's like two booths right next to each other that fit two people, but like... It's not like you're anywhere close to the other person. Yeah, but then you guys had the love seat booths, right? I think they were the same size. But wasn't it like a wasn't it connected? Oh no! But you could like lift the armrest so that yeah. Like, so Jamie and I were like separate. You yeah, guys yeah, were yeah. like in a love seat situation. Oh yeah, I mean there's love. Like there. honey, could, <laughs> honeys could snuggle or whatever. <laughs> honey's giving. <laughs> um. So the movie was great. Haley Steinfeld's a star. Yes. Blake Jenner of the Kardashian-Jenners is a star. Once again, not part of the Kardashian-Jenners, <laughs> part of the Glee Project, which just so happens to be one of Dan's favorite shows ever. And I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might still be on Hulu, and I like definitely recommend it if you love like a competition reality show. Oh my god, I saw him near one of the stars once, and he like was having a panic attack, I, freak out. I was having a panic I just don't like... I was having a bang attack. <laughs> I just don't like going up to people that I know only from television to be like, hi, like, why should they care about me? You know what I mean? True. Why should they care I about you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day I'll find a reason. Um, but yeah, 10 out of 10. Food's run, don't great. walk. Food's great. Go Drinks. see it. Drinks were great. I had something called the electric lemonade. It was vodka, rum, and gin. With Ooh. with some like lemonade lemonade substance. It was like neon blue. Yeah, but I didn't feel any sort of drunk afterwards. Mm. Well, that's good. Um, Kira Sedgwick, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, run, don't walk. Run, yes. Um, I also saw Fantastic Beast over the weekend, which oh, was also beast. really good. Beast, how <laughs> dare you? you. Um, ten out of ten on both fronts. Highly recommend. Yeah, you were really like hooting and hollering. It's a, your favorite Harry Potter movie. Yeah, I mean, I really, really, really liked it. Like, the other ones... Um, I, yeah, I see what you mean. I didn't see it. Well, the other ones are based on the books, so obviously they're going to yeah. come up short compared to the books. This was started started as a screenplay. so like it's, Based off of her, like, stu- stupid Yeah, but that had nothing to do nothing. with it. It yeah, was yeah. like a fully formed... Thought. Thought, and it was great. <laughs> it was really surprisingly gay. Ooh. Like, really gay. Like, in, the main character is? No, is- like, 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 supporting situations happen and it's like all this like allegory about like the the sh- the horrors of being in the closet and like ex-gay therapy and that oh, sort of thing interesting. which is very useful at times like now okay mike pence <laughs> oh my god okay so let's we're, we're <laughs> so, so we're we're still in jersey so dan let's let's segue Ooh. over to siggy flicker's thoughts well i'll preface this by saying uh we learned about this this morning when Alex texted both of us saying that Siggy posted a rant against Jacqueline. Yeah, that's how we prepare for this show. It's usually like a like a text message thread <laughs> between me, Dan, and Alex. Even yeah. though Alex doesn't. No, but he produces. <laughs> yeah, he show. produces. He produces. Um, yeah, I said I'm Team Jack without even reading it, and I'm actually reading it now for the very first time. So let's see uh, how this all pans out. Yes. Uh, so, in the voice of Siggy Flicker. The truth is that since reunion, Jacqueline and I have not spoken. There are certain bad bloggers out there that don't take the time out to research their stories. 
They simply don't care and will put an, out any bullshit story because for them, it's all about click clickbaits, <laughs> which makes money for them and not about telling the truth. There are some great bloggers out there who've been fair in their stories, even when it doesn't shed me in the best light. I would like to thank some of the great ones. The Real Mr. Housewife. That Housewives guy. And All About TRH. For always be fair and square. She didn't mention us. No, said. She didn't mention the New York Times. No Washington Post in there. It's all about no. the real Mr. Housewife. Well, she has us blocked, so <laughs> not a good sign for us. Um, so after reunion, I was very hurt once again by Jacqueline. She once again stopped talking to me. I once again receiving the silent treatment. I'm reading this like verbatim, like all her grammar mistakes. Uh, the first time she did that was after Vermont. There was no reason for her to give me the silent treatment after Vermont. I had her back in Vermont. And once again, the proof is in the footage. I even left Vermont early. In case you're wondering, they were in Vermont. <laughs> this, this time around, when she didn't speak to me after reunion, <laughs> it was different for me. I was over it. I was not reaching out this time. I was exhausted from this friendship and felt that I was damned if I do, damned if I don't. It's that simple. Now all these bogus accusations are coming out. Please! <laughs> I call bullshit! I have done nothing wrong, and I had Jacqueline's back for 18 episodes, and everyone has the footage to back this fact up. This season was all was about me getting to know these ladies for the first time, and developing my own relationships with them, including my favorite of all, Dolores. Aww. That friendship means the world to me. It's so easy and low maintenance. I just love her. I also met Teresa for the first time at Rails. <laughs> and a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time. <laughs> During filming, and we bonded from the moment we met. I adore her. From the very beginning, I was not interested in taking sides. I don't kiss anyone's ass, and I don't care enough about their past issues to get involved. I judge my friends based on my own experiences. I also uh, witnessed plenty of people talking about Teresa before I even met her. I wonder why those people are being protected, and all this venom is being taken out on me. I love all these women and never did I do anything but lift them up. Once again, the proof is in the footage of the show... And on any other show, Wendy Williams, Steve doing? Harvey. I didn't realize Steve Harvey covered Housewives. Uh, that I ever did. Anyone can Google these interviews. And it only proves and backs up the facts. I did talk about Melissa before I had the chance to get to know her. And I was wrong. And I owned it on camera and off camera. We straightened it out. Melissa's a class act. She fights like a lady. And thinks like a boss. Oh my God. <laughs> we moved past it. That is what mature adults do. There was more after yeah, that, but the... it just went on and on and, and on and like on. Never like, there's no real information. It's like a book report that she had to like fill three pages for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like there was no real information, but it's just like I wonder what this means for the rest of the show. Like, if she's popping off like this on Facebook, writing novels, like, are they gonna want to bring her back? I mean, this isn't well, you fame had a, Horgas. You had a little scoop about New Jersey too. What was my scoop? Uh, the posh fashion, sh posh winter wonderland. Oh yeah, she on her Facebook post on her Facebook thing. She had a flyer for an upcoming posh winter wonderland event that's being held at the Brownstone. Very interesting. Very interesting. So glad for it to be back in in home base. Yeah, but like, is it going to be filmed? I doubt it. I doubt they would like jump back into filming already. I don't uh, know. Well, they they were filming around Christmas time last year. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. But like, that was. 
right after Christmas. I know, but I think they actually wrapped, like, March or April. Yeah. Like, they didn't film for that long. Uh-huh. So, it could be coming back. Okay. Um, we don't know. We, we haven't heard anything about who's out or who's in, so it'll be interesting to see uh, once they start filming. Yeah, agreed. So, Brendan, tell us about Tiffany Hendra versus Gigi Hadid. Okay, so <laughs> Gigi Hadid hosted the American Music Awards on <laughs> Sunday, which was bizarre to begin with. And she's fallen under, like, a huge bout of controversy because of... An impression she did of First Lady Elect. Is it First Lady Elect or is she just First Lady? I don't know. First Lady uh, Melania yeah, she's Trump. not elected, so I think she's just First Lady. So she's come under a lot of fire to the point where she's ended up after this, like, already apologizing in a handwritten note that she took a photo of. But I do have to say, she, it wasn't like a full, like, I'm terrible apology. It's kind of just like. Like I'm sorry I, if like you yeah. didn't like it. And I think Melania probably has a sense of humor. Anyways, um, Tiffany Hendra from The Real Housewives of Dallas. In case you forgot. In case you forgot. And she was probably the most forgettable on The Real Housewives yeah. of Dallas. So, yeesh. She tweeted like a series of tweets. Mm. First one was, rarely comment on political issues, but must speak up, re, the mean girl, ignorant, and disrespectful behavior by Gigi Hadid toward our first lady. She tweeted directly at Gigi and said, Oh my God. Beautiful girls cutting down beautiful women is a disgrace. Shame on you. And this was like, she was responding to people at this time, yada, 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 yada. Mm -hmm. And she said, pathetic. Gigi Hadid is also daughter of an immigrant. Mocking is unacceptable in my book, period. Give me a break. <laughs> I actually, you know what's funny? Uh, Rachel Maddow had an interesting segment on, on Gigi Hadid? No, not on Gigi Hadid, <laughs> but on like people, because like, you know how Donald was like responding to the SNL thing this past weekend? Mm-hmm. How like there's a long history of like comedians and people make like, poking fun at not only the president, but the whole first family. Yeah. Uh, dating back to John F. Kennedy. Like, the uh, someone released an album uh-huh. that beat out Tony Bennett's debut album in, like, the 60s or 70s. Uh-huh. Making fun of JFK. And one album of the year, the Grammys. And, like, it dates... And, like, and they showed his response. They showed Gerald Ford's response. So, like... SNL, like, their first show ever with Chevy mm-hmm. Chase making fun of him. And, like, no one, like, they, like, just laugh it off. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy, too, because I feel like even in her responses to people, she acknowledged, like, she acknowledged, Tiffany Hendra acknowledged, like, that SNL has already, like, made fun of Melania and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's, for some reason, because it's Gigi Hadid, it's different, which makes no sense to me. I mean... It's not like Gigi Hadid's like a comedian, and I don't really even understand why she's hosting this to begin with. Uh huh. But like, she just like anyone else can, like, make fun if they want to. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even that like terrible. I thought Gigi Hadid's jokes. I, it's it's a I don't know the backlash. I think we're just in a really tense political climate, so mm. everyone's like hooting and hollering about like everything. Yeah. Uh. So speaking of hooting and hollering. <laughs> Jason Abbey has been hooting and hollering via email to Bethany's... Allegedly. ...boyfriend. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, TMZ reports, so... Uh, what they're saying is Bethany Frankel's boyfriend claims he's been on the receiving end of 
a torrent of disgusting, vicious emails written by her ex-husband, and he's preparing to fire back in court. Mm-hmm. Dennis Shields, who's been dating Bethany for a year, had his lawyer fire off, off a letter to her ex, Jason Hoppy, accusing him of sending dozens of email with increasing frequency and hostility. Sources connected with Shields, who's the chairman of Yield Street, say the emails are actually to Bethany, but Hoppy CC'd Shields. There's a running theme in all the emails, that Bethany is ugly, old, and irrelevant. And Shields should run for the hills like all her boyfriends before. Oh my god, I... If this is true, Jason Hoppy just hopping on email and calling Bethany ugly, old, and irrelevant is insane to me. He sounds like a teen Instagram commenter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But um, someone tweeted this at me after I posted a screenshot of this, like thinking that they might not think it's true because that blog, Tamara Tattles. Tamara Tattles. Tamara Tattles. <laughs> she tattled something. She says, she's claiming that Bethany is the one who's actually CCing Dennis on the emails. Mm. I don't know, but um, are you Team Hoppy? Uh, I might hop on the hoppy train. No, Just because you hate Bethany no, so much? I'm on, I'm on no one's team. Like, I, so I think it's like, it was reported in TMZ, like, he emailed her, like, 49 times in the past 70 days. Uh-huh. But I would imagine, like, if they're sharing custody, like, email is a communication that they have. Uh-huh. Like, they're not, like, chatting on the phone or, like, texting, probably. So I guess. It's like, it's probably not weird for him to be emailing her 49 times. But the content, until I, until those WikiLeaks come out of those emails, I will reserve my judgment. Agreed. Anything else? No. Okay, so OC Part 3 Reunion. Okay, so the first thing I noticed is they showed some external shots of like the studio. And I always get curious as to like where they shoot these things. And it was, they're shooting at a place called Showbiz with a Z studio. And mm. I looked it up and it's in the Valley in LA. Okay. So Andy didn't travel down to OC, which I don't think he does anymore. Okay. I think he used to. Yeah. I don't think he travels. He doesn't, definitely doesn't travel to Dallas. Yeah. I think he might travel to Atlanta still. Well, he brought the Southern Charm kits to New York. Yeah. Does he travel to Atlanta or no? I don't know. I, because they used to do, like, these iconic, like, rooms or, like, spaces yeah. in whatever city. Legendary loca- locales. Yeah. But um, we start with Glamis, don't we? Yeah, the Glamis 4. The Glamis 4. I missed the Glamis 4. Uh, and the conversation as to why Shannon didn't show up. And apparently she's had pneumonia 20 times. And for the same reason she can't go to Glamis is sometimes the same reason she can't go to Hawaii because of volcanic ash. Yeah. Um, Dr. Moon will not allow it. I love Dr. Moon. Um, <laughs> to the moon. Glamis, I used, like, watching this, I realized how early in the season it was. Oh, yeah, it was very early. Yeah. But remember, it was the last part of the trailer, the original trailer? Yeah. And also, like, Ireland was not in the trailer at all. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they were, like... Well, no, they they finished filming Ireland before the trailer came out. Right? I don't really know. Um, we learned that Heather knows what to do when in a car accident and just make her body go limp. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I like the part when it was like Heather versus Megan, where Heather clearly came in with the... the Text message memorized. Oh my god, yeah. And, and then Megan called her out. She said, You memorized it. 
And she called her TV Heather. Yes, TV Heather. Uh, which, uh, you know, as much as it pains me to say this, like, I was on Team Megan, like, this entire three-part reunion, I think. Sure, maybe not as much. I don't know. I ended up in later in this reunion being on Team Heather, but not when she was against Megan, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I always took Megan's side. Well, I mean, Whenever she was had a side. She didn't do shit this season, so, like... I know, but she was, like, a voice of reason in most situations. Yeah, actually, except the thing about her wanting Heather to leave Glamis and go to see Vicky. Heather had a point. Uh, well, we did learn, I did write this down myself, actually, that Tamara's kids were also there as mm-hmm. well, which obviously they can't be filmed because of Simon. Yeah. Um, and so Heather was not only in an RV, she was also sort of taking care of Tamara's kids, because who was going to take care of Tamara's kids? Her mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I don't... Who, Heather and her kid could have went? I, that's weird, though. How would they have gotten there? Yeah, that's what, that's what Heather said, is that she only had the RV, she didn't have a car. I'm not, like, team Heather all the time, but, like, for some reason, in this argument, I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. It's not the easiest thing in the world to get there. Yeah. Also, like, how sad is it that everyone in this group of friends is making excuses for not going to see Vicky in the hospital? <laughs> well, they said she wasn't admitted, so that's the reason why they didn't go. Well, are we getting to the Brianna part? Dragging yeah, Vicky to too. hell? Yeah, I mean, if your own daughter isn't, like... Saying she was taking off the brace when the camera's around and running around and drinking wine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Literally you. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Like, when Vicky was yelling at Andy during this? Well, he went down... What road did he go down that she didn't want to go down? Like, he was doing a line of questioning, and she shut him up. And then Shannon called him, or tried to call him out, or something like that. No, Shannon was like, you're you're so so bossy. bossy. You're so bossy. And Andy was like, have you met Vicky (laughs) Gumbelson? He's done a lot of defending of her this... I know. Well, he always has his favorites, and it's... And, like, some fans really lose their shit over the fact that he has favorites. Like, for me, I don't really... Like, I'm not losing sleep over it. I mean, it. his favorites make sense. They're usually the person who's been on the show the longest. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense always in terms of, like, how they've behaved. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Vicky's a garbage person. Like, is usually... Like, you can tell she's a bad person. Yeah. But Andy still is there to defend her. I mean, this is, like, one of her worst showings. I, especially this part, too. She seemed so insane. Ooh. This, especially... Well, hold on. Before I before we get to the meat of it, I do have... Uh, I, I, they did have a klutz in the OC montage. I always, like... Well, one last thing with Glamis. Uh, Vicky, uh, wait, they, they were saying, I drive all day for Shannon. And then... Vicky said, get her and watch. And I was like, oh my god, get her and watch. Oh my god. Like, wishing Shannon to get her so that she can prove herself oh, yeah. to go drive all day to see her. Because uh, Shannon was saying she like wouldn't want to go see her. Right. Would you go see me? Okay, so say we had a falling out. <laughs> like a... Like a, like, <laughs> like a Shannon and Vicky falling out. Like in real life. Okay, but say we did. Would you come see me in the hospital? I might go see you in the hospital, depending on <laughs> if I could get there. <laughs> yeah, I'll go see you, sure. Like, if you're at, like, Bellevue, sure, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in a room. <laughs> um, 
Klutznosi montage. <laughs> what do you say about that? I don't know. I just it was brought a nice little bit of like it was almost like an act change between the two bigger parts. Well, it was like one of those uh, little scenes that they used to do, like the, the like the funny little scenes. Oh, that to do in like the third act or like whenever the fourth act or something when they need to like squeeze in an extra commercial. Yeah. Uh, well, they talked about Ireland. Oh. I guess one of the first things they talk about is Heather bringing the flask of Fireball. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I love my Chanel flask. I was like, oh. And I will say, like, they were trying to say that Heather was trying to get Kelly drunk in that moment. But, like... You mentioned that Fireball thing, that they have a history with Fireball. They do. Yeah. And it goes back, they were at that weird thing at the weird table, and then they all end up in the pool with the glasses, drunk later in the previous season. <laughs> You're doing a great job explaining that. <laughs> there were cups there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a history of like doing Fireball shots on vacation. Mm-hmm. So like, Heather is that kind of like cheesy person, so she probably had her assistant go out to the liquor store and fill her new Chanel flask with fireball. Yeah. Uh, so I think like the, the meat of this is the Shannon versus Vicky aspect. Yeah. I just have one more thing to say yeah. that I didn't notice the first time watching the Ireland trip when Tamara's walking out of the room after noticing everyone's outfit and saying that they were wearing black to Kelly's funeral. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that the first time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I noticed that. That was good. Um, Lock up your daddy's girls. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so the so whole she, thing with like Vicky telling Kelly that David beat the shit out of Shannon. Yes, and the way it escalated, I. How do we even explain this? Okay, so Shannon claims one thing, Vicky claims another. Well, Shannon's version is that. Well. Shannon's confided in Vicky. She sent pictures of herself bruised on her arm and thigh. Yeah. But that was from her trying to ram herself into Adeline's room because David locked himself in there. Well, yeah, they were at... She was at dinner... Okay, it was right after she found out about the cheating stuff. They went to dinner to, like, start to heal. She claimed she was either... Drunk. Drunk. That, that part of the story was insane. Drunk or someone slipped something into her drink and she admits it could have been either. And I think I understand like the drunk thing. Like maybe she was like self-coping, self-like yeah. coping with shit and like self-medicating. But she ended up like blocks away and like, like in a stupor. Yeah, so. and like bruised and stuff like that. Then she tried to no, but, force herself. Well, the bruises I think came from... Or like cut up on her feet yeah, or something yeah. like cut that. Cut up on, the, on her legs, yeah. Yeah, and then she tried to force herself into that room. But, okay, so I... I think I am taking Shannon's side on this. I I'm I'm yeah, I'm taking Shannon's side 100%. Well, because well, let me I have evidence as to why I'm taking Shannon's side. Okay. The pictures like they didn't really show like you know sometimes they'll show the picture on the screen, they didn't do that. But like you could kind of see the pictures as they were passing around the camera and like she sent the photos to Vicky like showing like oh god I'm wearing this bikini and I have all these bruises on my on my body from you know trying to barge in the door but the pictures that she showed it's not like she took pictures like oh my god like look what he did to me like a close up of the bruise or anything it's like far full body shots of like the two of them posing and like she's smiling from ear to ear it wasn't like yeah, I think like Vicky, showing evidence of like abuse or something to Vicky I honestly think Vicky the way she did it like 
sending Kelly to do her dirty work was just so gross and it makes me feel gross even talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when Shannon left, like when Shannon walked off the reunion and Tamara followed her, mm-hmm. this is where I like I became a fan of Heather Dubrow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Heather Dubrow like laid it into Vicky in that moment that made me think like, oh my God, nobody's really done that to Vicky in a long time and come out of it alive. Well, Heather's the only one who can do it. Yeah. Because like, Vicky knows too much about everyone else. Well, no, not so much that, but Vicky knows like her place in terms of like her and Heather. Mm-hmm. Like with the other women, like she's like, she has her own success. Like she has her own business. Oh yeah. Like it's not like Tamara, I think makes most of her living off of this show. Yeah. And Heather like has other things going on and is just like there for the ride. Yeah. Um, but when when Shannon comes back and Heather said I took care of I just I took know. care of it I screamed it was like it was very Kerry Washington and scandal it's handled <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but Kelly then taking Shannon's side of this saying like oh now this all makes sense yeah was like really the nail in the coffin for Vicky yeah like Vicky keeps on pulling this shit like. I don't know where her future lies unless a dream team comes on on yeah. her side. <laughs> My team. The dream team. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they touched on, like, the, the Tamara and Vicky stuff, but, like, it's not as heated as, like, the Shannon and Vicky stuff because, like, Tamara doesn't give a shit. Well, Tamara is genuinely almost as bad as Vicky is. Like, she's doing this for a TV show, so she'll know if she has to come back and be friends with Vicky next year yeah, because of whatever it. scenario yeah. she will. I don't believe that Shannon Bedore will ever be friends with Vicky. I mean, it's like a whole new level. The most she got, the closest she got was this year when they sort of bonded in Ireland, but then it was like back to square one. hmm Yeah. So, yeah. I liked when Andy repeated to Kelly, so you've said Heather's the puppet and everyone's the master. <laughs> that like drag <laughs> my favorite line of the season um I, after seeing the reunion i think i previously thought that kelly was might done. have been a one season wonder but after seeing the reunion i think she might be back yeah i think she recuperated i think she's gonna bit. pull some fast ones and become friends with like shannon yeah i don't i think it's still in the cards it's still in the cards uh, yeah, anything else from this reunion? No, it was a good season. Yeah, normally by, like, episode three of reunion, I'm worn out. And especially, like, this time around, it felt like I've been watching this reunion my entire life, because they did it three weeks in a row. Like, you know how sometimes they, like, squeeze in a part, like, on mm-hmm. an off night? Like, this was, like, one, two, three, and I was so loving each and every part. The last part was the juiciest part. Well, usually two is the worst, but even two was good. Yeah. So, good ending to the season, even though I like wasn't in love with the season of OC. Let's get in an airplane and fly over to Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, what is this, episode three? Yeah. Yeah, so It's already been it. so good. Loving every minute. So ding-dang good. The, the, <laughs> we enter at a lunch with Sheree, Phaedra... And Portia, and it's the most delightful lunch I've ever watched in my life. Talking about the new trend of camel toe. The new trend of camel toe. 
Um, how... <laughs> I forget what, like, they're talking about Kenya, but they say, that's what a little dick will do. Oh, my God. And I like when they were ordering, and Phaedra was like, thick-cut bacon for thick-cut sister. Oh, God. Um, there were a lot of good one-liners, like how Sheree says that Kenya slept her way mm-hmm. to the top of the Z-list yeah. DVD rack. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the candy factory. And Block's girlfriend, Chris Kelly, shows up. Wait, 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 wait. There's one more thing that Phaedra said when they were talking about... Of course they were talking about Kenya's house and how it's in a ditch. (laughs) And it was like such a dumb throwaway thing. But Phaedra goes, well, maybe she's a groundhog. (laughs) I actually missed that. (laughs) But yeah, Chris Kelly shows up. And I want to talk about this. What do you want to say about this? Well, first of all, this episode, the supporting players really truly truly shining shining so i was trying to decipher this whole scene because they all look genuinely surprised to see her but then i'm like this is a tv show yeah so she must have been mic'd up in some way because it's their business yeah yeah and i wonder i wonder if the producers foresaw oh no candy's doing another scene where she's just filming sitting around the candy factory we need to shake some shit up yeah, I wonder, like, how much Candy is in on it, because, like, this is, later on the episode, this is, like, the realest Candy has ever been. Yeah, and also, but also later in the episode, Chris Kelly films by herself? With Lena. Yeah. Or Lena. And Block. Know. It's just, like, so crazy. Yeah. Uh, three years of no communi- communication between Wy- Riley and Block. Also, his name is Block. Well, I think that's like... Is he related to Locke? Yeah, Ladies Who Rock. Ladies Who Rock. Oh my god, he should sign Locke. Yes. Um, but, well, I, I mean, there's nothing that much to talk about when she when when Chris Kelly first shows up. I think I have more to say during Well, the... Chris is basically like, oh, Block wants a relationship with Riley. Yeah, it's like, you shouldn't be the one coming to say this. Exactly. So then Kenny and Matt go on the a... road trip. Road trip. Which... I have always been a little weary of Kenya, but this episode I started to warm up to Kenya more. Yeah, but we know that there's like trouble coming trouble soon. Trouble waters on the horizon. Yeah. So Kenya is going to Matt's family reunion in Ohio, in Cleveland. But did I did I hear this right? Is Matt, did she say Matt's from Europe? So they have family reunions like all across the United States? I thought it was like from somewhere like like South Carolina or something, but they have family reunions. Oh, maybe I misheard that. Every year they just have a family reunion in a different states. Yeah. Um, it was a cute little road trip. I think I have more on that like later once okay. we get to Kenya meeting Matt's brunch, family. Yeah, yeah. So we get Bob and Sheree having a smoothie. Making smoothies with Activia. Activia, and then, like, not fresh fruit, but, like, like a fruit salad that you get as, a, like, a side Like, when you brunch. walk into a bodega, and, like, yeah. they have the fruit salad, it's sitting in the ice it's thing. It's like a purple grape. Yeah, like a, a cantaloupe. pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob is like, maybe we can make some smoothies and go, go up and lay down and relax. In the bedroom. In the bedroom. And then Bob was also trying to, like, move into Chateau Thelma. I would want to, too. Because he's like, the house is bigger, I might as well. Yeah. So, like, I'm actually sort of rooting for them to get back together. Yeah. I think it's for the best. I, I think, yeah, their kids are still young enough where they would appreciate their parents being back together. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still one in the nest. Yeah. 
Uh, but speaking of getting together or splitting apart, we get Noel making Cafe du Monde beignets. Oh my god, I noticed that. <laughs> yes. Kim's impact. Um, and then this was a more supporting player, so what's her name? Mallory. Mal, who hated Peter. I know. <laughs> hated Peter. Now, now is like friends? now speaks with him. This like is, this is not Atlanta's best friend. More race. than once. I mean, this is Atlanta. Just like the supporting players are great. Everyone's great. I love watching them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Phaedra in the woods with Portia. Oh my God! That hike. <laughs> 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 and they're talking about she wants a baby and she's reconnecting with her ex from like not high school like college no 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 from her early 20s yeah Todd Todd we've got another Todd in the picture Phaedra I mean Portia loves FaceTiming with a man who doesn't live in Atlanta <laughs> yes so he's in DC but then he comes down for a CrossFit session with her yeah and she talks about wanting to get a baby nup with, with Phaedra <laughs> I love the baby nup <laughs> and Faith just never heard of a baby nup. <laughs> I've never heard of a baby nup either. Well, this is what um, what's her name? Sherry Shepard should have gotten with her. True. I feel like you know what? There probably probably is actually a thing when you have like in vitro and yeah, like surrogates, surrogates and, and stuff like that. But not when it's like, oh, I just want like this guy to be the dad. And they probably just don't call it a baby nup. Yeah, it's probably like a parental. Something Contract or so, so yeah. Agreement. Um, uh, the waist trainer tree. <laughs> oh my god! What was that even? I don't know. There was like a corset <laughs> on a tree in the woods. <laughs> it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. That's your home. Um, so we, we go back reunion? to Cleveland. Yeah. And Kenya's having a brunch of sorts with Matt's family. So Matt's family, it's. Uh, Maddie. Which uh, one's Maddie? The mom. The mom. Hallison, Allison Queen. The the sister. Yeah, I don't know. Who does not does. trust Kenya more? As well, she should not. As why? Because she's a kook. She's a older woman with a yeah. younger man. I think that's okay in twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, the brunch didn't go that well for Hallison and Kenya. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't go terribly, but there was there was tension. There was tension, but later we see Kenya in that like hotel conference room, playing with some kids, hanging out with the family. Wait, when they had the music video version of the reunion, because you know they have the music in a loop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved every minute of it. I love these musical interludes this season. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like them doing that in New York? I would love a musical interlude. Oh my god, with Joanne playing. A, a as, Joanne as, as Dorinda Joanne. unpacks Christmas ornaments in the Berkshires. That's Dan's twisted dream. <laughs> like That's all he wants for the Joanne video from Lady Gaga. Yes, is Dorinda unpacking Christmas ornaments yeah. in the Berkshires. But back to... I mean, <laughs> As hard as we try, we always end up back in New York. <laughs> always, always. Um, so yeah, I, Hallison came around. Yeah, they all bonded and then they took a, a family selfie. Yeah. Kenya, Matt, and the parents. Adorable. Yeah, but we know that there's... R- rough waters ahead. Garage, garage is being broken. Sad. I'm nervous. Um, I did like when Matt's dad 
acknowledge that Kenya makes more money than him in front of both of them. Oh my god, I feel like multiple family members acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did want to quickly comment that Portia was in Ivy Park during her CrossFit. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I have that notes too. <laughs> uh, and like, it was just CrossFit? Maybe that wasn't, maybe CrossFit was when it was Candy and Sheree. It might have been like something else. I think it was like a combat class. Yeah, it was like something. Which like, also was like, Portia, should you be taking a combat class I right know, now? Yes. Like, one, with your history. Yes, she should. She's got to know how to fight. Yeah. Um, so then we get the, we get two scenes back and forth. It's Candy and Sheree at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And it's Lena, who is now apparently a character strong enough to get people we've never heard of before in a scene with her. I think that's so insane. I wonder if Lena was meant to get a peach. Or maybe they don't even they didn't even give what's her name in Jersey who was actually meant to get a meatball a side <laughs> a side swipe. Robin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just called it a, a side, side swipe. swipe. <laughs> uh, but it was like Lena, Chris Kelly, Block, and like maybe one other person in the room. Yeah. Like some dude like on, on Lena's side. And I don't even know what like what to make of it. Between this and the fact that they're allegedly going to be introducing like Phaedra's ex-husband's new, new fiance. This season like, is like it's all about the side the side characters. Yeah. The supporting act. They should call this Real Housewives of Atlanta the supporting act. <laughs> Good idea, the, when when uh, Sheree and Candy were speaking was like probably one of the most emotional parts oh, yeah. I've ever seen on The Housewives. Yeah, they were talking about... Because like Sheree didn't have a dad growing up. Candy didn't either. Like Candy's worried about Riley. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what Block is trying to do. Is he just trying to get on the show? I don't know. He doesn't seem as into it as... Uh, what's her name? Chris seems. Kelly. Chris Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we talk, call her by her full name. Um, the yeah. preview for next week, laser tag. I am so ready for laser tag. I want to do laser tag. Like, in life. Yeah, we could do it. They have it at, well... Like, they have it in, like, Queens. The last time I did it was in, like, Six Flags Great Adventure. They have a, a laser tag there. The last time I did it was, like, in Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, maybe one day. Uh, so, anything else on Atlanta that you have to say? No, let's get into a plane and fly over to LAX okay. to take an Uber over to Sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we start with a girl lunch. Oh yeah, announcing the, ba- the not not the bachelorettes, the bridesmaids. The bridesmaids. Um, and for a second I thought that was Pandy at the end of the table, but it was just like a Pandora doppelganger. Oh my god. I was thinking this morning, like as I was getting ready... <laughs> this is so dumb. This is so off topic. But how Pandora Box from RuPaul's Drag Race should start doing Pandora Vanderpump Drag <laughs> and perform the Vanderpump Rules theme song in as Pandora no, Vanderpump. You should, you should tweet at her. <laughs> no, she's like my least favorite Drag Race queen. Ooh. Um, Flop Rachel girl comedian was there. She's there. But also, like... Brittany, who, who's Katie's known for all of five minutes. She must be contractually obligated to ask <laughs> Brittany. I swear. I swear. And I have that to say also about the preview for next week. Okay. Uh, about someone. 
So, also then we, like, learn James got in another fight. With Sheena's wedding photographer. Yes, and I wonder, my theory is that James is making fun of the uh, wedding photography that is hung across all the walls in Sheena's apartment. Oh my god, I... And maybe the photographer <laughs> took offense. <laughs> and put him in a headlock. Um, also, James is so cocky about being the DJ at Sir that, like, I love it. I love how cocky he is. Well, he has a top 100 track on iTunes that he talked about. Oh, yeah. I have been seeing, like, in my spare time, that James and Lala song, even though I've never heard the full thing. Oh, my God. You need to delete your life. Um, Sheena, after... Okay, so Lisa sits down James to, like, lecture him, then decides it was the photographer's fault. Yeah. And right after that... Well, they, they made it seem like, in the preview for this episode and leading up to that scene... Lisa was ready to fire. Right, but she never is. Like, but it was, but like, not only, but it's, it's just so funny because like, she's the executive producer, so like the way she was acting and speaking and like, leading it up as if she's going to, and then having like the break in order to like, say, well, according to my yeah. investigation, it was like so produced. But then I like still liked it. Anyway. Well, but that's why I liked how like Sheena got all up in her business after that and lectured her for not firing James. Yeah. Queen Sheen. Um, I did like when Lala said to James, like while he was DJing or something, she's like, play something gangster. Maybe our song. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> Lala is such a mess. And then there's Sandoval's French braid, which is very reminiscent of, Megan's reunion look as well. When are Sandoval and uh, Ariana going to do something this season? Uh, I'm fine with them not doing anything. Because the last time they did something, they had like Ariana's children's birthday party. Oh, that looked fun. It was just so obnoxious. I know. <laughs> um, wait, so I need to figure out when we get to the point that I'm made me fucking scream. I'm ready. <laughs> So, Tom Schwartz invites Jax and Tom Sandoval over for dinner. This nice steak dinner with all the sides, some well, wine. He serves them shrimp cocktail, which I find repulsive. Shrimp, shrimp cocktail. I only like it in one very specific certain context. I will have one bite of one if it is as part of a, like, Christmas Eve appetizer situation. That's the only situation I will have one dipped in marinara. <laughs> well, they had several. And, like, he served it in a little martini glass. And then they just took the, the like, tail shells and, like, put them on the bare table. And I was, like, so revolted by the whole scene. Well, speaking of revolted... <laughs> little, did, little did I know what was to come. So, yeah, we have this whole... Like, nice dinner, and then he brings out these manila envelopes. Like, evidence at a reunion. Hands them each to Jackson Sandoval, and there's, like, glossy photos of the steaks they just ate. In, in between. In his between butt cheeks. his butt cheeks. And then he goes on to explain to them that he went on a three-mile run, didn't shower, and <laughs> put them there. And then also, like, he was laying on the couch and rested the shrimps from the shrimp cocktail on his... Bare ass, which is actually probably more disgusting because the shrimp cocktail, like, he wouldn't have recooked it. At least the steaks, like, felt the heat from the stove. And from his bum. I know, but, like, it was cooked off, at least. Yeah. The shrimp cocktail was, like, filled with his butt sweat. What did your boyfriend say about that? 
<laughs> he said he would not have mined it. Because <laughs> he loves Tom Schwartz. Yeah, Tom Schwartz is a king. And I think like everyone on the cast was like really happy for him to get his revenge on them finally. Well, yeah, because they abuse him. Yeah. So, tea towel wedding <laughs> invites. Why the fuck would you ever need those? Well, you know, I when she was meeting with like the invitation person, she's like, I want, I want to send people something that's like a keepsake. It's like so typical, like engaged woman thought that like you think anyone gives a shit yeah, about like, your wedding, like for the rest of your life, like. I don't need a memorabilia, like... Like, I will keep, like, a cup, like, a wine glass or something for function because it's, like, an extra cup to have around the house. You know? I'm not going to keep your tea towel. <laughs> Is it going to be, like, stitched with, like, their names know. or something? But, like, throw them, like, some, like, a wine glass or something. You know Kristen will use it and give your <laughs> wedding promo for the rest of her life. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, we also continue with the La La Apology Tour. Oh, yeah. So she, like, is apologizing to Sheena, but Sheena won't accept it. Until she apologizes to Katie. Yes. Um, <sighs> and then she tries to go to apologize to Katie. She says, uh, well, in the talking head, she says, human being to a human being, I owe this bitch an apology. <laughs> I just love how crass Lala is. Yeah, the apology was, like, really lopsided because you know that Katie just wasn't willing to let it go at all. Or should she? I don't think she needs to. She's become, like, such a main player this season so far because it's her wedding. Um, Housewarming? Just, Um. they talk about how, like, Lala's dating a married man and yada, yada, yada. She's like, my lubes, my mother. My Chanel bag, my mother. (laughs) <laughs> and like Katie calls her like Lala's like oh why do you call me a whore and Katie just and this had me shook the way Katie said like call it as I see it oh. while just looking at her I was like holy shit yeah she thought she was being slick then over to the sad cheese plate Katie is putting together <laughs> for their housewarming party and like they're like complaining as they're throwing like throwing together this house party like oh I have to like throw a party for this and this and this and she's like taking like meat out of like a store-bought like thing of turkey breast and putting it on her charcuterie platter (laughs) and then at the end of it she's like only adults have charcuterie platters at their parties Ugh. Um, i love like these kids pretending to be adults i know someone brought them a terranium that was like homemade uh and then I, i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit but when katie was like so proud of her interior decorating and took them into her bedroom and it was just like wires all over the place i know <laughs> and they called so it like industrial chic industrial chic eclectic oh god um but before we got to that scene stassi was crying to britney of all people about her relationship yeah that had me feeling unwell yeah of all the people <laughs> that Sasha should be talking to him and Brittany was so nice being like, oh, you can call me every week. I don't care. You can call me once a week. Once a week. <laughs> and then she fed her, her vodka soda. Oh, here's some of my vodka soda. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did like we get a cutaway of James and Lala imagining what's going on at the housewarming party. And then like as he's reciting what's happening, we get 
a clip of it actually happening. What was what did he recite? Was it's happening? like, well, so Tom and Ariana are there, and they're probably in a corner, not wanting to be there. And then you get a clip of them just like staring at each other. Oh like, yeah. And Jax is probably like getting wasted, and then you see like him like screaming at people with his like coke eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> and he was making his plans for Schwartz's like bachelor party, yeah. and it was like so cringeworthy because like. Tom Sandoval and Ariana were like trying to get him to not be offensive yes. like actively on camera <laughs> there's no stopping him um let's see Jack's skinny shaming Sheena which I think is oh, gonna yeah. become a storyline later in the season yeah like and they showed cutaways of like what her butt used to look like mm-hmm. dark uh we also in Sheena's Talking heads, she's wearing color contacts now. I like came to the realization. Literally not surprising at all. Yeah, I mean, just like very jarring when you like see a scene with her with like her dark brown eyes and then whatever color she's wearing in the talking Mm -hmm. heads. Um, One other thing, I don't know where it was, but like Sheena crucifying Lala for being dishonest by being with a married man is really oh yeah, and then like being like. That that makes her dishonest all around. Yeah, that's when I sort of agreed with Ariana. Unfortunately, yeah, I know it's so weird being Team Ariana. I know, but like Sheena, it'd be one thing for you to just have this opinion. It'd be another for you to have been in the very same exact situation. Um, but I think Sheena justifies it, being like, "Well, I didn't know." Oh. But you know what I mean. That's like what where her mind is at. But it's also like you could Google. And see that like, he's married. <laughs> Google to... didn't exist back then. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's a recent <laughs> um, preview. What happens in the preview? Schwartz asking Ariana to be a groomsman. Oh my god! And <laughs> and pushing the plate of steak across the table. <laughs> That's what I think is like. Also, like they forced him to ask her that because mm. otherwise she would have no involvement in the wedding. Yeah, I guess so. But Lala and James aren't going to have any involvement. I know, but Sandoval was already going, and it's awkward Mm. to whatever. That's fine. Anything else you have to say about Vanderpump? No. Okay. So, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're going to just, like, have a little little bit of a deep dive. It's positive. Yeah. What we're thankful for. So, we're going to go through some of the main franchises. The five pillars. The five pillars of The Real Housewives. And we're going to talk about... A housewife who wasn't an OG, but who came later. That we're thankful for. And, yeah, that we're thankful for. We thought judged the series up. Like, Gave brought some something new. Fresh air. Yeah. Um, so, which which franchise do you want to start with? Let's start with the OG. Okay, then you... Who are you thankful for for coming into the OG, the OG OC lives? I'm thankful for... Lydia, because without her, we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have Alexis Bellino yelling. I had to go on Xanax for that, Lydia. That's like your favorite line (laughs) for some reason from any franchise. I don't know why. I just love it. And like this is like, I like that line so much. I like that line so much that like I didn't pick my obvious. Pick. Well, I well I didn't pick the obvious pick because I thought you were gonna pick that. I picked something a little bit more intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) And what? Can't wait to hear what this is. I picked Gretchen Rossi because I feel like (laughs) who is Gretchen Rossi? 
more intellectual. Well, no, I, I, it's an intellectual choice because I feel like when she, it's not for like any like catchphrase or anything. It's because <laughs> when she joined the cast is when the show became became a Real Housewives show. Okay. Before she came into the picture, it was just like family montages for all the ladies, mm -hmm. and then they would have like an end of season party where they got together. Yeah, I agree with that. When Gretchen came in, it was like, okay, now we have conflict. We have something to talk about. And I like watch OC after the fact, so like that's why it probably stands out more to me. It's yeah. Like follow up from the beginning. Sure. An intellectual Gretchen Rossi. <laughs> um, but like, you know, obviously special mention, uh, not Dorinda, oh my God. <laughs> Shannon Bedore. Yeah, Shannon Bedore. Obviously is now like such a integral part of OC. Really changed the game. Mm -hmm. Should we go up the coast? To Beverly Hills? Yeah. Okay, who, do you, who are you thankful for? I'm thankful for, this is also going to be an interesting one, I'm thankful for Yolanda Hadid. That's my answer because as well. Because without Yolanda Hadid, we would not have Gigi Hadid. We wouldn't have Bella. We, we wouldn't would have, have Anwar. We wouldn't have Zayn. <laughs> Zayn didn't exist before yes. Yolanda Hadid. Gigi made Zayn. Either did Joe Jonas. We, lemons were created, were invented lemons, by Yolanda. Uh, clear refrigerators. I, I, Private planes. You know, like, I, I feel like... Yolanda gets a lot of grief from the fans of Beverly Hills because of like the whole Munchausen mm -hmm. uh, Lyme disease thing. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think it was in Yolanda's interest for that to become a plot point. Like she, like the right. other women made it. So that's why I'm not thankful for Lisa Rinna because oh, yeah. I had such high hopes. And she like ruined last season. She ruined it. Um, yeah, Yolanda's the right choice. Agree. New Jersey? Who are you thankful for? Ooh. <laughs> um, I would say I'm thankful for... I'm going to give it to Rosie. Oh. I just thought of that. That was my head. Because I didn't want to give it to Siggy. I, I think I'm going to give it to Rosie. Okay. I thought she brought some LGBT inclusion mm. into the Garden State. Um, she brought some good camaraderie with uh, Joe Giudice. Except it wasn't real, apparently. I'm sad. Sad. Um, she made hiring Kathy Wakili actually worth it. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it to the twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, you know, I actually, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, like, just one weekend. Uh, we had, like, New Jersey on in the background. And the twins, the twins talking heads during their season was very entertaining, actually. And were they always together? Not always. Because sometimes they were on like different sides of an issue. Mm. But I thought they were fun. And I wouldn't mind them. Like, I've said this about New Jersey. Like, give us a big cast. Like, if this season had included the twins, I wonder how that would have panned out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Andy, if you're listening, throw the tw twins in there. We get seven, seven wives. That would be perfect. Uh, so let's do Atlanta. Okay. Who are you thankful for? I am thankful for 
the return of Sheree. Oh. <laughs> Does that count? We can count it, sure. I mean, like, these three episodes, like, even the last five minutes of episode one. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and even her presence last year really, like, I think revitalized things. Well, I think she definitely stepped into the role that Nini had mm-hmm. as, like, a central figure. Yeah, and she, like, yeah, she can... As a good one-liner, a good zinger. Like, I had... While she was gone, I forgot how good she was. I think she, like, learned and came back better than ever. Yeah, new and improved. And she wasn't the underdog anymore. Yeah. Because Nini was no longer around, so she had a space to, like, really spread her wings and fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I put Phaedra. That's a great one. Because, I mean, Phaedra feels like she's been there from the get-go. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't like a super into the first season, and I think she she joined season three. Yeah, but it seems like she joined later at the same time because she brought. She's always revitalizing the the cast. Yeah, I like. I mean, Phaedra's the like maybe the funniest housewife out of all the franchises. Well, that's the thing. The Atlanta they're cast, all so funny. They're all actually funny. Like when they're laughing, you're laughing. On purpose. It's like the opposite of Kyle Richards. Oh. Like, tries so hard to be funny. I know. Oh. Uh, so let's... Can't wait for American Girl or whatever her show's <laughs> called. On TV Land. Stay tuned. Uh, the best for the last. Okay. I know what you think I'm going to say, but I'm not going to say it. <gasps> what I'm going to say is I think I'm thankful for when season five... They kicked off half the cast and brought in three new girls so that they could oh. start building it into something that was great again after season four <laughs> sort of destroyed. Season four actually was really great, but season four reunion sort of destroyed yeah. that franchise briefly. Mm. Interesting. It, yeah, and then they brought in the like more low-key girls, Carol, Heather, and Aviva, and started like building up and then yeah. builds up to what maybe Dan is thankful for. Mm-hmm. Dorinda. Dorinda. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, Dorinda, it feels like she's, she's always been there. She's always been there in my heart. Um, well, but- she like literally you can see her like in the background for like a lot yeah, of the previous seasons. Yeah, that's true. I would like to go back and try to spot Dorinda. Um, but no, I do agree with your point, like, even though only one of them is still around, Mm -hmm. like, those were good seasons. Five, six. Yeah, five was like, it was almost refreshing because it like, brought us something so new. I think that might have been like the biggest shakeup. Ever. Ever, for any of the Housewives shows. Other than like Miami, people don't pay attention to Miami so I mean like New Jersey, they did end up firing three people, or four people from last season are no yeah, longer on, but it wasn't... But it wasn't like they were bringing, critical people. And they were bringing old people back, so yeah, it wasn't really... it didn't feel the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, that's who we're thankful for. Yeah. Anything else to say on this? I don't think so. I think we can jump into our freaky. Yeah, okay. Although I briefly wanted to say Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. Okay, who are you thankful for that? Thankful for... I think Miami Girl. (laughs) Because it brought us, like, the best scene. (laughs) Yes. It was, like, Tom running out. That chase scene. (laughs) 
Kristen telling the boss to go suck a dick. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Yeah. Um, for Vanderpump Rules, am I thankful for anyone? I, I mean, I'm thankful for all of them. <laughs> ass steak. I'm thankful for ass steaks. <laughs> uh, so, Brennan, who is the freak of the week? Well, funny enough, I just said I was most thankful for her. <laughs> yes. And yet she's the freak. But it's like freakish in like a cute way. Yeah, freakish in a cute way. So, Yolanda Foster, as we were talking about, or Yolanda Hadid, um, Gigi Hadid hosted the AMAs over the weekend, and there's this picture of Gigi Hadid on the red carpet at the AMAs, and if you look in the corner of the picture, you can see <laughs> Yolanda Hadid, like a proud mommy, hashtag proud mommy, yes. um, peeking around, peeking around and taking a photo with her phone. As if, like, Gigi wasn't being photographed. Right. Right there and then. Right. But she's a hashtag proud mommy. Yeah. Um, Who's our queen? Our queen is... Haley Steinfeld. Yes. I've never been a big Jerry Seinfeld until now. Stop. Um, I've always actually almost been sort of anti because she like rolls in the Taylor Swift squad. squad. It's like you're a little young for the squad. Like, especially when she was rolling with them. She was like 16. Yeah, and I was like, oh, like if you, uh, maybe you're not that interesting. But then. Well, like that music career was a little weird too. Yeah, the song about masturbation. Yeah. Um, but this movie was actually really good. And she's so charming in it. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I mean, like, it's getting, like, great reviews as well. Great reviews, bad box office numbers. Really? Yeah. I think it's probably the rated R aspect of it. Yeah, it's so weird. This is like a teen movie, and no teens can go see it, so it's just us. (laughs) Just us. And when we went, it was actually pretty empty. But we did go at, like, 2.45 on a Saturday. And everyone around us was, like, adults. Yeah. I felt like we were gonna, like, have someone was gonna be weird towards us. Why? I don't know, like, three gays and a girl in <laughs> the middle of New Jersey. Ordering cocktails <laughs> Ordering at 245. Ordering cocktails at 2.45. No big deal. Anyways, had a great experience at the AMC Yeah, Dine-In. so go support Haley, I guess, since no one else is. And support us by writing a review on iTunes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And, you know, we would love it if you would go and tell a friend. If you're enjoying this podcast, tell someone who's not listening to it. Oh my god, you know what? Tell you're you're about to go to a Thanksgiving dinner. Tell three people at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah, if you guys go around the table and say what you're thankful for, say come through queen. Say come through queen and then go ask <laughs> to see everyone's phone and subscribe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so subscribe either on iTunes or Google Play, write a review, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, which you can find us at Come Through Queen, and submit your questions and thoughts there. <laughs> you can also email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com yeah um brendan where can we find you online at not brendan where cool. can we find you danny uh i'm at idk idk or online playing pokemon moon what's ew, okay um <laughs> anyways <laughs> What's so, your like handle on that? Do you have a no, handle? No, I don't even know if like there's really. You pre- you spelled out a n- number on Twitter the other day. <laughs> I spelled out a number. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like right now, the online functionality isn't really moving me. So it's not Moon Venue. It's not Moon. It's not venue. Pokemon Moon Venue. Yeah. Uh, so like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet, and love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble, freaks.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.